Uh, welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. Um, yeah. So I I had my grad school interview today. Oh, how did yeah. that go? It it was weird. There were three other people in it. It was a group interview. Wait, uh, that were also interviewing? Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Hmm. It was horrible because. Like, a, like you know, you have to answer these questions, but it's they also, like, one of the questions was, like, so we want you to have a conversation about this prompt. And Ooh. it's, like, so do you want us each to answer, or do you want us to... That's, I, what? that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I talk too much, mm. uh, and that I should go to prison. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Great. Um. No, um... And then I I also had an exciting time at the grocery store today. Pineapples were two for five dollars, so Ooh. I have two pineapples. Oh, okay, only five dollars. What do you mean? Like you didn't? I don't know. Two for five dollars, I'd get like four pineapples, maybe. Bitch, do you know how much pineapple is in a pineapple? So we talk about Glee here sometimes, and I want to <laughs> I want to keep like a, a sort of a wonderful vibe. Okay, here because. The ep- well, the episode is called Wonderful. Yeah, I was going to say, I might have to stop you if you say the episode is Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but... um, it's it's called Wonderful. Yes. Um, it is episode 21. Yep. And um, just as like, I, no, you know what? We'll get into it when we get there. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, what I it is the Stevie Wonder episode. It is one of these artist episodes. Yes. Uh, however, there are there is no shot for shot recreation of um you know somebody playing a piano enthusiastically sure. as Stevie Wonder would do, which <laughs> I think is a really good choice. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> the, you know they didn't put Blaine in sunglasses. <laughs> that's that's true. No one wears sunglasses the whole episode, which is. A good, a good move on their part. Um, but also, only one black person sings a song, so that is yeah, a little. There, well, well, no, no, no that's, two. A, that's not two. right. Yeah, yeah, there's two. That's right. There's two. I forgot. I mm. yeah. It's. I mean, well, let's let's just get over the the hump yeah. here of the early stuff. So, like you like you said, it's episode twenty one of season four, um, and it originally aired on May second. 2013 with 5.19 million viewers which is down from last week's five down again well i mean it's down from 5.24 million which means they like it's essentially the same number like if you rounded that number it would be the same so sure yeah can you create some sort of like visual graph for me at Um, some point yes or do you mean like because yeah because i have no concept with these numbers (laughs) that you just say to me every week i'm like I don't know. I can't remember what you said last week. I don't have any sort of concept of what a million things looks like. Oh, well, I don't know if a graph would help that very much because we've never gotten under like 5 million. So I need some sort of infographic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm a a visual learner. Sure. Yeah. As I say, recording an audio podcast. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh, So it was directed by Wendy. Wendy. Yes. Wendy, but with an extra E at the end. Ooh. Um, so it's but but it's before the Y. Oh, okay. So would it be Wendy? Maybe I don't know. Stansler is her last name. Okay. Um, 
let's see. Looks like she's directed like a lot of um like TV shows. Oh, she was an editor on Sex in the City. Oh. Okay. Um yeah, she's just like a like looks like she's just been in the industry. Sure. Okay. Um yeah. And it was written by Brad Falchuk. Of course. Um, yes, uh, Gwyneth yes. Paltrow's Bo. bully. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, do we want to just jump right in here? Just get into yeah, it? Yeah. Because there's no recap in the episode. We started off with Rachel uh, calling Will to like stroke his ego, yes. basically. Uh, she's a, telling him that she got her funny girl call back, but she's also saying that like he's the reason why. Um, yeah. The weird thing here is that she's like, I sang Don't Stop Believing for my audition, and that's what did it. I'm sure of it. That first week in Glee Club meant everything to me, and let's talk about that for yeah. a second. Okay, see, that's... Will didn't choreograph that number. Yes. Will didn't direct that number. Will didn't transpose the music for that number. Will didn't do anything Yeah, Will didn't, that Will didn't choose that number. They, no. as a group, decided to do that one because yeah. Will decided he didn't want to do it. Like, he was yeah. like, oh, it's over, guys. We can't do it. Will, like, Will had sung some John Denver and was like, I guess I'm going to go become an accountant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. So. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> Like, fuck yeah. you, Glee, maybe? <laughs> well, the. The thing about it, you said that Rachel calls Will to stoke his ego, but really, I feel like she called no, Will to stoke her, to stroke own her own ego. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Will um, was like, Will... you're the best person that's ever come out of Glee Club ever. You're the shining <laughs> example of what everyone aspires to be. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, I do like that he's like supportive of her. Sure. Um, yeah. I think that's positive. I don't like how they're both sort of own, like reveling in their own. Yeah. Like, they're up each other's asses. Know. Yes. They totally are. Um, <laughs> But Will is happy, and he nearly cries, whatever. And then well, okay. he smugly announces to the Glee yeah. Club well, that let's this talk- week is wonderful. Yeah, let's talk about right before he gets into this. Because not only... First of all, Rachel tells us that she she's telling him first... <laughs> She's not before yeah. she tells anyone else in her life, not, which is... Not Kurt, not her dad's, um, not... Uh, she said Finn, something else. I, guess? Some, I don't know. Finn? Yeah, well, she called him before. Yeah. Um, you, you'd think that, like, as soon as she got the call back, because she called Finn before. But uh, let's yeah. let's, uh, let's actually tackle this. So Finn is not in this episode. No. It's because Corey Monteith went into rehab, um, like, March 31st. Oh, okay. Um, of 2013, which... Uh, so he couldn't be in the rest of the season. Sure. Um, and there's like a lot of parts of this episode specifically that it's like, why isn't Finn here? Right. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. It. And the. Yeah. I mean, we we said it it's, last it's, week, but it's very sad. Yeah. We're we're gonna try to save that for the actual episode where it will be super relevant. But it is. But that's is sad. But that's where he is. Yeah. That's where Corey Monteith is. Yes. Um. They do not. It, do any sort of an explanation of where Finn, the character, is. No. That is just, like, not discussed. He, he gets, like, offhand mentioned, like, once, which is... Here. Well, no, no, he gets <laughs> offhand mentioned later in the episode, too. But, like, it's just one of those things where, like... Which makes it weirder, right? Exactly. Because, like... Why would, you, why would you be bringing Finn up? Like... 
Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. If you're if you're not going to explain anything, just don't mention Finn's name. Yeah. Um, Right. The other big note I had about this scene is, like you said, Will cries a little, but he's like, "No, it's my allergies," and I'm like, "Okay, so you like? Can we just not (laughs) like? Why do we have to have like the shitty like toxic masculine thing where it's like, oh, I can't express emotions, even though this is really good news, and I'm very happy for you, like." stupid anyway it's because will's a piece of garbage <laughs> yes um yeah. But, yeah uh anyway let's get to the so we go to the choir room and he announces that it's a wonderful week because of rachel's callback Brittany is at mit she did get early acceptance yes. so she's like touring the campus um we don't see any of that in this episode no which is a shame uh i'm pretty <laughs> sure we do see it in the next episode though okay uh and the wemma wedding is back on i am so pleased that we did not see their interaction to reset the wedding honestly i'm kind of upset that they even bothered putting it in i don't care like yeah i don't care at all and i think they know that the audience doesn't care either like brad falchuk is fully aware yeah well yeah honestly and i know we say this a lot about the writing staff at glee but i'm sure there's one person on the writing team who really cares about wemma and like wants them yeah. to like be happy it's and ryan it's ryan murphy i wasn't gonna say it but sure <laughs> but yeah but, like and every other writer is just like fuck whatever fine stop trying to put them in the show like yeah <laughs> yeah um uh, <laughs> I don't care. You know, Will's like, we're going to get married after regionals. And it's like, so never? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because we are in a time hole (laughs) where preparing for regionals means doing Stevie Stevie Wonder numbers that they're not going to perform at regionals. Yes. Especially because it's supposedly like a week before regionals. Yeah. Um, They don't even have like the the team building excuse for this one. They're just like, yay, it's Stevie Wonder Week. Like Ryder just stands up and says that. And everyone's like, yeah. Okay. But so here's the thing. One, we do find out that Tina has gotten waitlisted for vet school. So that's cool. Which is so out of left field. (laughs) Yes. Also that. The fuck? I mean, Tina has only ever wanted to be an actress. That right. is the only thing she's ever communicated as her dream. Um, so now she's going to go to vet school. Well, okay. She says this is her <laughs> fallback plan if acting doesn't work out. But like, I mean. But like, why not go to like a drama school? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> So, you know, like, yeah, it, like, okay. The idea that, like, you're going to graduate from high school and then just go get acting jobs is ridiculous. Right. If you want to be a successful actor. Yes. It may- I guess she just really um, got down with what Cooper Anderson said about college being a waste of time. Well, to be fair, look at her role models. Like, Mercedes... Cooper Anderson. Mercedes <laughs> got a recording deal out of high school... My, that is true. Mike went to college, but he's not exactly a role model anymore because they had a breakup. Is he going? Uh, good question. Um, is he is he is he legit going to the Joffrey School? He, because, he mentions like, it. He's not there a lot. No, is the thing <laughs> he does mention it. <laughs> Kurt went to Niata, kind of. Is he going also? <laughs> there is a bit at the end. We'll get to it. It's so stupid. Like, well, anyway. I understand why Kurt can get time off for this specific, like, storyline because Bert has cancer. Right. And you can, like, use, like, family like family emergency leave sure. at at college. Um, at least good college. I don't know about... Um, Niata. 
uh, whatever. Uh, um, but uh, Mike can just take multiple weeks off of going yeah. to like intense dance school to just hang out in Ohio because there was he choreographed the school musical, right? And this. <laughs> well, we haven't even gotten to that yet, Maggie. Let's let's save it because we haven't even gotten to that. I'm just saying it's bonkers. Yes, you know, yes. like if you're if you want the characters in the show, stop. Yeah, <laughs> stop doing this. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have you don't have to have these plot holes. No one's making you. <laughs> right. No, that's that's the thing. <laughs> they wrote themselves into this corner, and they're like, uh oh, and it's like, yeah. Let's just not address. Let's just not address the problem, and then it isn't one. <laughs> Right? Um, Perfect. But yeah, so the current scene we're talking about, it does end where Will just kind of like strings together sentences using Stevie Wonder song <laughs> names. And then it's, I guess it's to make Ryder feel smart so that way he can stand yeah. up and be like, it's Stevie Wonder week. And everyone's like, Thank God, Yay! that is the only line from Ryder in this episode. <laughs> yeah, no um, kidding. Because um, I'm, I'm pretty much finished with him, honestly. Yes, no, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There is some great, like, thematic glee music underneath, like, somewhat Stevie Wonderfied <laughs> glee music. Did you notice it? It's, no. It's throughout the episode. Well, I thought yeah. it was really great. I, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, now that you say it, I can kind of remember that, like, there was a lot of kind of, like, the, like, background, like, like glee yeah, noise. It's but... sort of, like, funkier okay. than normal glee noise. Cool. Yeah. Uh, which is which is cool. Um, like, a little bit more Stevie Wonder-y, a little bit more R&B. Sure. And, but also, like, there's one later uh, that I don't know if I'll mention it when we get to it, um, where it's, like, an actual Stevie Wonder, like, melody. Huh. Uh with glee like the glee acapella music sung huh. on top of it which is pretty cool yeah. i thought like those little touches were really like artistic and cool yeah but so, so I mean, yeah we so we get the glee title card which isn't special at all which is weird like what would you want them to do <laughs> have it wear shades no um <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, listen, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Like, just a pair of shades, like the Stevie Wonder iconic shades with, like, glee in the lenses, Oh, that'd maybe? be cool. Yeah. See, that's... I mean, it's weird, because they, they're they like, it's Stevie Wonder week. And, like, in the past, we've had artist-specific weeks, but it feels more, yeah. I don't know, organized, like, important. <laughs> <laughs> like, this just kind of feels slapdash a little bit. Yeah, it really does. Like the Whitney Houston episode right. was like really in memory like remembering her. Yes. The Britney Spears episode was like a sort of weird well the first one was, was that um, bizarre. like an anesthesia fueled yes. <laughs> like kind of Yes, b- definitely bizarre. Cinema bizarre. Well, but like Britney Spears was in that episode too. Like Yes. Yeah. And they did like the the music video recreation. Right. Uh all of those. And then for the second Britney, they did the same thing. Right. Um which I mean, she didn't want to be in that one. <laughs> right. I was going to say Sans Britney Spears, but yeah. Like I don't I guess it just it doesn't really mesh with like the other Ones that they've done, because, like... Yeah, yeah. Did, they did, like, a Gaga week, too, right? Yeah. I mean, they but they sung Kiss during that episode. Right. So. It wasn't really Gaga as much as it was... Was it really a theatricality? Gaga week? I don't... Anyway, <laughs> we need to actually talk about the episode, like, the pieces. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, we move on to the first plot line that we're going to have here. Um, Kitty confronts Artie in the hallway about him being depressed. Um, well, she, first she like attacks him with an ableist slur, and then he's like, I find that offensive. And she's like, you can't criticize me because I don't know when things are offensive. That's my disability. Um, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, let's move past that. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Kitty tricks Artie into telling her that he got accepted to the Brooklyn Film Academy. Yes, but also... I just want to say I called it. That Artie's gonna go to New York to do film. Yeah, so, good. What's up? Good job. But also, she tricks him into telling her this and saying you can't tell anyone, which is reminiscent yeah. of the fact that I can't remember. I think it was the fondue for two, where Brittany's like, like everyone thinks you're the biggest bitch <laughs> at school, and then she, Kitty's like, Why? well, everyone keeps telling me their secrets, so I, I guess I'm doing something right, and yeah. Yeah. Like, but why would you tell Kitty anything? You know, yeah. Marley makes this mistake all the time. <laughs> well, that's she's kind of weaseled her way into being like a part of the Glee Club. Like, it's really f- hard for me, especially yeah. looking back at like where we started, because Kitty is such a vile person and like, yeah, really she's reprehensible, like, straight up terrible to people all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she doesn't like physically attack anyone, but there are a lot of like negative things. Yeah, she's that she definitely. Says. She's definitely a white supremacist and she's also definitely <laughs> not like a good person yeah like no she is a goddess of chaos which is illuminated in actual dialogue in this episode yes okay let's move forward yes. um so kurt ha- kurt is next it's seen he has like an anxiety fueled monologue yes uh, about it's like it's we what we see is him packing for a trip to Ohio mm-hmm. because Bert's having like a doctor's appointment that he needs to quote unquote translate for, even though he doesn't do that. No, Kurt just um, comes off as a real prick in this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. He's going through a lot of stress. He talks about how like losing his mom was hard. Um, yeah, and he doesn't was hard and how and which we've we already know we know, already know all this backstory. They're just sort of reiterating it for I don't know the people who don't stri- like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, but he's worried about losing so, Bert, which makes sense. It's yeah, yeah, and he has some strange rituals that he's concocted for himself to reduce his anxiety about, uh, yeah. like wearing specific colored clothing and touching his nose at certain times. Um, yeah, to induce better luck. It is. And, and he's like, Rachel tells me that this, like, these OCD habits are just to make me feel better. And I'm like, hmm, seems like they're sort of corrupting your life, but okay. Well, see, okay, I was a little put off because there's a bit where he's, he says something along the lines of, like, I know it's a, I know I'm getting a little OCD. And I was like, you literally had a character on the show who was. Have. Who, <laughs> Emma's not dead. Well, I'm not saying she is, but she hasn't been in an episode for a while. Like, True. But, like, you have someone who is actually, like, representing someone's suffering with, yeah. like, they're not, but, you know, well, living with an OCD fucking, problem. And it's just, like, you can't just throw it around. about how fucking flippant they are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> with these terms, anyway. They're not respectful. Why would we expect that? I don't know. I guess, uh, again, yeah. I mean, sure, it 
the problem is it feels like they're trying to like I guess reflect real life because people say shit like this. But again, it's like Glee. You're trying. You're you're pretending that you're like being a good person and trying to show people like different <laughs> good person. It is a television show. Well, yeah, but, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like they're supposed to be setting this certain example, and they like hold themselves up to be this certain certain example and it's like are you though you're sort of garbage um (laughs) which is what this whole podcast is about yes suddenly kurt is at mckinley like he just opens a door and bam here he is uh and uh there's what's let's see what's the well he says oh so so he sees at the i was just seeing the note that i had here it's quote we aren't hooking up this time that's in relation to blaine yes like he's like it's nice seeing him not so sad and not so weird don't worry we're not hooking up this time and i was like no well (laughs) that's all i want my favorite part is he starts it by saying oh it's good to see everyone and blaine and you're like (laughs) like yeah it's well yeah a spurned lover is different than just the the masses at your old high school you know no it's true it's just funny because like like you're saying there's a lot of like clean is a big thing for this episode and it's just like oh yeah (laughs) um it yeah and it goes in a pretty wild direction uh then also suddenly mike and mercedes are here too yes Uh, (laughs) which is great yes and then we go right into the choir room where we see kitty singing sign sealed delivered with Ryder and jake as her backup dancers yes Uh, i think she i think it's great i I love kitty dancing yes and i she like she's small enough that like Ryder and Jake just sort of throw her around. <laughs> yes. Well, what's like so? First of all, like I mean, like the song is a great song anyway, yeah. and like they don't ruin it with vocals, so that's nice. But um, I mean, like Kitty's singing isn't bad, but the yeah. best part is one, the dancing is great, but two, the choreography is such that Kitty essentially is like. Just like chasing, Artie. yeah, chasing Artie around the room, and the best part is at the very end, like he's like rolling away from her, and uh, she sits in a chair, and Jake and Ryder yeah. pick her up and like move yep. her towards Artie, bar mitzvah style. That's right. And it's just so uh, bizarre and fun. Oh. Kitty's show face is intense. Yes, <laughs> she has got it down. Uh, yeah, which I can appreciate. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm not a big fan yeah. of like. Any it. sort of interaction with Artie ever because I still hate him. Sure, yes. So, so like, I don't know. I don't see why Kitty would care about Artie because Artie has been nothing but like gross and terrible. Yeah, I. Do you know what I mean? The the one thing that I, I agree, and especially like it's going to come up later again that like I fucking I hate Artie. I really really hate Artie. Why but... is Kitty doing all of this emotional labor for this like? garbage man the the right the only thing that i find that redeems it is that it is finally like we talked about it a lot last week but it's finally a, an instance of a relationship where it's not romantic like kitty seems to like Artie just as a person and like wants yeah. him to do well but not in like like she's not like wanting to hook up with him or you know find her dreams with him or whatever she just wants to be his friend and it's so refreshing to finally just have a case where kitty gets to just be nice to someone without trying to get into their pants like yay uh so by being nice to Artie, sam means that she outs his secret in front of everyone about getting um accepted to the brooklyn film academy and then 
Mercedes is like, huh, that was actually garbage. Well, okay. And you should be quiet, kitty. <laughs> so here's the the thing about this is they kind of set up this weird di- like dynamic where I guess Mercedes yeah. and Kitty just kind of hate each other. Um, well, it makes sense that Kitty hates Mercedes because she's a white nationalist. <laughs> um, but, but she's doing this song and Mercedes is so yeah. unimpressed during the whole number. Totally. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, she's good. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I that's the that's some real cognitive dissonance for me because I'm like, Glee, come on! <laughs> like, if you wanted me to think that Kitty was bad, you had yeah. by Mercedes' reaction, you should have made her bad. Which, which uh, yeah, again, is yeah. the issue we've had with Glee all the time is that we face it, we face it all the time <laughs> because they want those iTunes singles. Yes, they want to sell them. Uh, for 99 cents, a fucking pop. <laughs> God damn it! What a scam! <laughs> but the, and, the fun part is, uh, yeah, Kitty like. Kitty mocks yeah. Mercedes, which isn't great. But then, do you want fries with that? <laughs> which, well, one Mercedes does a good job of letting her just roll off her back. She's like, "Well, if your performance had some of that sass, I would have liked it more." And but Mercedes is also like, "That's not true. Right. What you just said. <laughs> I have a recording deal. Well, I'm just here because yeah. Mister Shu asked me to be here to train all of you idiots." Um, well, and Kurt, yeah, Kurt kind of sets this up though, which is the yep. more fun. He part, protects her too because Kurt's like. Kitty, what you just said is like what mo- like like what most of the stuff comes out of your mouth garbage. Um, <laughs> but- Kurt is a is is they're the uh, old Glee kids are so supportive of each other yes. in this episode. It's amazing. Yeah, it's Mike has like dialogue yes. where he interacts with people. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Uh, Mike is like, oh, I'm here to choreograph. Yes, also. And well, the best part, then, yes. Then Tina. So t- so Tina is is first like, why is Mike here? I love my exes, but hashtag Glee hates girls because Will isn't letting us choreograph. Uh, and also, Kurt, why are you here to <laughs> criticize our fashion choices? And Kurt's just like, my dad has cancer. Oh my god, the lingering pause. <laughs> Well, <laughs> after that is so delicious. Yes. Well, and the best part is that Tina doesn't say anything after that. She just well, she knows that she's <laughs> fucked up. No, it's great. The the facial acting is so good. And then Blaine says, "Thanks, Tina." <laughs> well, he doesn't say it like that. He's like, "Thanks, Tina." <laughs> like it's 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 the the darren chris's like read of that line is the perfect cap to that like lingering silence <laughs> it's a it's hilarious it's a very good po- like moment it's so thanks, good tina. yeah <laughs> thanks, thanks tina, tina. <laughs> um uh, yeah. so kitty and Artie are back at it again in the hallway yes. yelling at each other if you don't want people to know your secrets don't shout them in hallways you know uh yes. and Artie is like I have my mom is gonna be upset if I go to New York. That's why I'm not telling anyone about this. That's why I'm upset that you told everyone, um, because his mom is gonna be he's sad. Yeah. Like he's using his mom as an excuse. Yeah, clearly he's he's garbage. Uh, is what the real answer this, is. Yeah, this one when this is when Kitty is like, I like to be unpredictable. It keeps things interesting. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I'm hot. Sometimes I'm cold. Sometimes I'm sweet. Sometimes I'm sour. Sometimes. I'm a goddess of chaos. Wait, that's all the time. <laughs> no, seriously. Hi, I'm Kitty. <laughs> seriously, though, it's so, like, it's very on the nose. Com- yeah, it's confirming. Yes. My 
my theory. And this is we have some more like glee wonderfied music here, mm-hmm. which is cool. And the next scene is in the lima bean. We see Clayne getting coffees at the counter, and Blaine is, like, reading off his phone, being like, wow, marriage equality is amazing. Now it's in New York. And this is, a, this is like, such a weird blast of the past. Right? Do you, you know? Yes. We've talked about it before, like, when Glee has mentioned, like, the marriage equality stuff, where it's just like, damn, like, 2013 was so fucking long ago. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah. The the main thing is like right now it feels like you're like, yeah, it feels like it was so long ago, but honestly, like shit's getting bad. So like, mm. yeah, shit's bad again. Fuck. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, but yeah, so Blaine's excited about it. And then we find out that this is a big coffee date with Kurt, Mercedes, Mike and Blaine. Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. But before we get to the big group, uh, Kurt's like carrying the coffees and Blaine is like, by the way, you look cute today. Oh, and oh my God. I mean, like, dirty cute. Yes. <laughs> and then he just walks away. And Kurt's face, he's just, like, so impassive. Like, what do I do about this? Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Dirty cute. Okay. Dirty cute is a great compliment. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so we... we we come into this conversation where Mercedes is telling Mike about her plan. So I don't know if we covered this. The reason, the other reason besides that she asked her to help out is that she's here to film a music video for one of the tracks from her new album. That's supposed to come out, which is called hell to the no with a two. That's a two and not written out. Um, Gotta love that branding right there. <laughs> yes. Um, which, it's funny because we never actually see it. That's just because of the subtitles. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, so Mercedes, like, lists, like, all of the 2013 buzzwords around, like, yeah. like art, especially in, like, like you know. But also, like, gay stuff. Exactly. <laughs> she's, she's, want, she's like, I want it to be club kid, sickening, like, all this shit where it's like. Wait a second! Did you just watch like RuPaul's Drag Race and steal the yeah. all the s- stuff from that? Whatever. She also says that she wants the sound to be smooth with a V. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which which is fun. Yeah. Um. Which to to cap this off, uh, Kurt turns to her and says, "You sound very LA right now." <laughs> While all of this conversation is happening, Kurt is like organizing packets on the table like the sugar packets and things and blaine is like conspiratorially watching which is i hate when they uh like make mercedes talk and then don't make her the the feature on screen right they do this with unique as well yeah (laughs) it's all bad yeah well especially Uh, yeah because even like like, it happens, like, the thing that I noticed this episode especially is that while Mercedes is supposed to be, like, a big main character, we have a lot of instances of Mercedes, like, telling a bit of a story and then either just being like, nope, I'm done now, I'm going to leave, or, like, someone else being like, is this what you mean when you say this thing about this story? And it's like, <laughs> God, just let Mercedes have fucking dialogue. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mer- this is where Mike also mentions his hot moves for Mercedes' <laughs> yes. music video, uh, and how he goes to the Joffrey school. Yes, <laughs> and then he and he, he's like, all these moves are gonna be held to the yes. And Kurt and Mercedes are like, no, 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 <laughs> do not fuck up this brand. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. And then. Um, Blaine has a little thing about how he's so excited that they're all there to help, and then 
Mike or Mike and Mercedes are like, oh. oh, what's going on with you two? Boy on boy action yes. at the wedding. And then Kurt, like... They talk about Clayne. Yeah. And then Kurt is like, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> yeah. He, he has kind of a, like, mini, like... Like, he shouts at them because... Well, the, I think the reason why what sets Kurt off is because Mike is like, and I heard Tina tried to do something... Oh, yes. Vapo? And then he doesn't actually say... No, thank God. The, the R word. Yes. <laughs> um, which, I, I like, they cut it off with Kurt being like, hey, I, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, like, yeah, big mood, dude. <laughs> I don't want to talk about... Uh, that either so cool yes um but but kurt is like nothing matters my dad is my dad has cancer everything's really shitty and then mercedes like holds his hand and is like hey it's gonna be okay and like i really like yeah. that because it was nice to not they have all hold hands yeah. it's so sweet yes um i i love those sort of little instances where you can tell that writers are upset that other writers included yes <laughs> um like for instance the the vapor rub seed yes. <laughs> you know like they're like wow that was such garbage um <laughs> <laughs> the best honestly like i don't feel like we talk about this enough in like the battle of the writer's room where like yeah. three different people had three completely different ideas for what the show should do and then they all just did I them think you can- like I think you can really sense that dissonance just even as like a casual viewer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why like Glee is so universally hated. Yes. Um okay. my other note about that scene is that Blaine is thirsty as fuck. Um Oh, thirsty as hell cuz all he does is stare at Kurt and um uh yeah, yep. that's pretty much it. Yep. Um but speaking of gays, um uh, we go back to New York. The like weird sniveling gays confront Rachel the, at Niata. The sycophants. Yeah. That is how they are listed on Wikipedia. <laughs> that is how they are listed like in the cast. Great. They're the sycophants. Uh sycophants one and two are here to confront a very orange Rachel yes. uh about how she has her funny girl callback and she's up against Sydney Foster, no, S- who is apparently an actor. Sutton Foster. What is it? Sutton Foster, excuse yeah. me. Who is an actress who is on Bunhead. Yes. Uh, and Mamie Grammer, who is Meryl Streep's daughter. Uh, <laughs> yes. Love that. And Rachel's like, can she even sing? Right. Well- <laughs> Which I thought was a was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the sycophants are like, you're going to face the Greek-like wrath of Cassie July. How how dare you get this call back when she wants to destroy you? Like, yeah, so in order to generate it's any kind of conflict for this plot line, <laughs> they set up this idea that apparently you're... Because Rachel only has Cassandra July as a teacher, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Apparently she has to sign off on this, like, on Rachel doing this callback in order for her to either do it or stay at Niata. Like, all of the, all of this stuff is really cloudy. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> the actual, like, problem is never really iterated. No. Um... <laughs> You just have to understand that Rachel and Cassandra are being pitted against each other once again for this plot line. Yes. Uh, And to close off the sequence, we see the sycophants go to Cassandra July, who is wearing Fabletics by Kate Kate Hudson, (laughs) of course. Weird. (laughs) And um, 
They're like, we want to earn your favor by telling you that Rachel Berry has a callback for Funny Girl. And Cassandra's just like, hmm. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cassie July. Me too. I think she's great. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I'm so worried that this is her last episode. Yeah, it does kind of come off like that. Also, we're near the end of the season, so we'll see. Um, and are they going to bring her back? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Anyway, we, we, we moved to the next scene where Mercedes... Apparently, also, we learned right at the top here that the recording studio that she is working with is called Island Beats with a Z yeah. um, and two yep. E's. Uh, seems shady to me yeah me too but um she's leading the new directions rehearsal which is effectively just telling marley that she needs to i guess do more vocal (sighs) runs um the the idea that like mercedes is like obsessed with marley for some reason pisses me off right like unique brought vocal adrenaline to nationals right with her pure charisma and talent yes like why is why is she denigrated back to backup? Like what the hell? Well, and especially what the hell? especially also I one of the things that I really don't like about this is that like and honestly this just seems more tropey and like TV-esque I guess, but they seem to imply that like good singing is just doing a lot of vocal runs. And I'm like <laughs> like sure it does require being a good singer to do vocal runs, but I wouldn't say that like doing a lot of vocal runs makes you a good singer. Like eh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. She hits her uh, with a maraca. That's fun. Yeah, there's a little sequence where, like, Marley tries to hold a note, and Mercedes is like, bam, I'm going to hit you with this maraca. Mercedes is a better teacher than Will has ever been yes. uh, in this episode. <laughs> and th- I, I'm i just so upset about, like, Unique not getting yeah. her true, wor- like, worth in this episode. Especially because, like, they've already fostered the idea that Mercedes and Unique have, like, a mentor-mentee. Right sort of relationship uh and that's just not illustrated here at all yeah mm-hmm. uh so superstitious is the song that they sing because mercedes like kicks it off or whatever and uh then blaine comes in to do the next verse and then marley closes out the song yes <sighs> at least mercedes sings i mean it uh, the singing is all <laughs> it is it is the good. singing is all fine the choreography is mostly walking in a circle um yeah it's just all them like sort of jamming out in you know a new direction circle <laughs> yes <laughs> um so yeah i uh, i don't know superstition is a fine song they, they try to connect yeah. it to the fact that kurt is doing like i guess that's why they had the thing where kurt has all these like rituals that he's doing because it seems like a bad idea right to tie to do that right tie right but like i don't know why else they would have done it because it doesn't make sense any other way like nothing or it's just like a song that they wanted to sing but but they say specifically like this is for you kurt like (laughs) it's to make him feel better right like that i think that's the reasoning it's like oh we want to like make you happy with a song but it just happens to be the song about how like superstition that's, ain't the way that's so gnarly <laughs> i don't like that at all i mean uh yeah. so the next scene is mercedes and mike like confronting jake in the hall yes this is it's at the staircase you know the staircase in front of figgins's office yeah 
where where we set up the power dynamic between two characters by having one be above uh, the other. One yeah. Char- yes, exactly. For a sort of direct visual metaphor. Yes. Uh, and Mercedes and Mike come down the stairs after Jake. And Mercedes is like, stop hiding your light under a bushel. That's what Jesus says. And Jake's like, what? I'm Jewish. And Mercedes says, He's so is yes, he, that's... which is the best joke. Yes, uh, I loved that. Um, and yeah. basically the idea is that they want to promote Jake as the true hidden gem of the Glee Club, which is honestly true. He's a bajillion threat yeah in my opinion because he's much more charismatic than any of the other glabies uh he he can dance and sing um and his singing has gotten progressively less nasally so i'm about it yeah um the the big thing he's also going to be in mercedes's music video which is like the main reason they're doing this because he and mike are gonna be like the two main dancers also mercedes seems to think that he's very sexy not saying he isn't i'm just saying that she brings it up a lot like she brings it up a lot, especially when it's like sort of weird because uh, Jake's like, I'm a sophomore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Mercedes is like, you're hot as hell. Yes. I'm an, I'm 19. Snap those um, sexy thumbs at me. But, yeah. Um. But also, like, I don't know what it is. Like the show, as soon as the characters graduated, they like really aged up in my brain. Yes. <laughs> well, because they're old people already. Like these actors are like twenty seven. <laughs> so like, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, the, so that's the scene. They're gonna do a dance. But yeah, Maggie. Before we move on, I do have to say I do like the fact that they're kind of pushing writer out of the picture of being like the new mm. Finn now. Like. Like, yeah. now Jake is the new Finn because he's actually talented. And it's like... Well, Jake woo! isn't even the new Finn. He's better than Finn ever well, was. Well, exactly. I, that, I, uh, the so... impression I got from this was that, like, they're telling him that he should be the leader of the Glee Club or something. And it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, I, could, I'm, I think I'm okay with that one. Like, Sure. Uh, and next scene, Kurt yells at Bert about his shirt while they wait for the doctor to come back. Yep. Carol is here. Um, this is like another one of those scenes where it's really apparent that Finn, that Finn isn't, here. isn't here. Yeah, exactly. Because this is like their whole family, sort of, and it's like, well, where's Finn? Yeah. Um, and like Kurt yelling at Bert about his shirt is just sort of heinous, right? Yes. <laughs> Which, like, the show knows is heinous because Bert is like, "Can you chill?" Yes. <laughs> Uh, then the doctor comes in and tells them that the tumor is gone and that Bert has the prostate of a 20-year-old. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> like, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then there's hugs all around and Bert's like, oh, it's so good because I was not ready to go. Like, I want to see your wedding and I want to have old people sex with Carol. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> the old people sex with Carol line is so good. I mean, if I just got told that I don't, have a tumor i would probably say shit too um but the the thing about it for me is this scene just feels so weird like something feels off here um and i think it goes back to that like writer's room skirmishes that we talk about because it feels like someone was like oh no bert's gotta have cancer so that way kurt has something to drive him and, <laughs> and then brad falchuk was like uh no What's what's yeah, not? It's like Bert's cancer is just gone. Exactly. The, Bye. The the other explanation I have is that obviously Blaine knew that Kurt would come back to Lima if like <laughs> Bert was in danger, so he just So you're telling me that Kurt made a tumor. No, no, I'm saying no, Blaine, Blaine made a tumor. Yes. 
on Bert's prostate. Well, okay, not necessarily. It it could also be that he somehow like finagled with the like just, results of tests. Just doctored the the imagery. Yes. Like, <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, he has a tumor," and then it's like, "Well, I guess we got to do all the invasive surgery." <laughs> No, and then he didn't actually have a tumor to begin with. So it's like, oh look, he has the prostate of a twenty-year-old. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a demon. I don't know how these things work, but I don't know how they work either. Magic is weird. Uh, but yeah. So the next scene is back in the choir room. Kurt serenades Bert, who he had come to McKinley to do yeah. this. Okay, uh, the song is You Are the Sunshine in My Life. It's very sweet, obviously. Uh, I didn't really pay attention to it, however, because I was reading an article about Scarlet Envy's elimination oh, on my phone. Sure, okay. Yeah, um, sad, by the way, but also, like, you know, sometimes it's your time to go, and let's stop being racist douchebags in the RuPaul's Drag Race mm. community. Mm. That would be nice. Oh, no, I feel. I mean, I didn't watch the episode. Um, it was just like on my like Google right. RSS sort of curated assistant thing. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, yeah. I don't really give a shit about this season of Drag Race, sure. honestly. I mean, so, it's, it's actually been pretty good. But yeah, the the, the issue is I, as per... I understand. It's probably fine. Whatever. Yeah, the issue is as per usual when a white queen that all of the white terrible fans of RuPaul's Drag Race like goes home, they always blame the black queen who stayed and then send her vile messages on social media because we're mm, that's we're living disgusting. We're living in the end times. Um anyway, so <laughs> this song, Tina, Marley, and Kitty are the backup dancers. The choreo is kinda weird. Um Yeah. But like there's a lot of like hula kind of moves. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's um, fine, I guess. But yeah. like honestly let's just be real like they decided to do the stevie wonder episode and like no offense but like they did not really put a lot of work into like i thought maybe maybe they thought that these numbers would just like sell themselves because they're stevie wonder songs but like this is boring this song is boring as hell like the performance of it is really boring it is super boring um i do the one thing i think i can commend it on is that it's not about like a romantic relationship oh sure it's instead about like yeah the love between a father and son that's you know something different at least sure let's go to the next scene uh rachel is running lines at miata she's in the only classroom there you know the yeah, one miss july's classroom and specifically <laughs> cassie arrives and is like wow running lines in the mirror is super weird well, she does which is an odd thing to say for someone who like well she doesn't was da- do you remember the scene where cassandra july is like slowly dancing in the mirror yeah but well she talks to rachel but to be fair one she doesn't call it super weird she says it's super narcissistic which that is true <laughs> kind yeah of is. um and also i feel like dancing is a little different than running lines because like you have like watching yourself like do a dance is probably very helpful for you know correcting yourself but digression Whatever. she berates her Cassandra a bit and it's great is here- yeah she's here to terrorize rachel yes. and uh she's like yeah you know i ran into barb at target and she said that a niata freshman who looks like a troll was up for a callback and i figured that had to be you oh my god uh, which <laughs> oh man i love their interactions so much because it's just like cassandra like dominating rachel and rachel like cowering in fear which, like uh, when you say it that way not great but like oh it's so fun I to mean, watch well no no i i mean it positively <laughs> 
sure. Yes, Rachel likes being um, dominated. It's pretty clear. She does, though. There's a, she gives her a cane. Which, Come yeah, on. We'll get to that. I'm so excited. But yeah, so this scene... Okay, here's the big part about this scene. Oh, the 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 part where Cassandra July is like, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll definitely be at that callback, oh, and I'll have Barb and her husband come too because you have a history of choking, and I can't wait to see you throw this away." It's so good. Yes, yes. Oh. Like I was just like, "Oh yes, Cassandra, lay it on me." But I, I was I was gonna say the the. Not this is the worst, honestly. So apparently, mm-hmm. Rachel's callback is on Wednesday, which is the same day mm-hmm. as her midterm for this dance yeah. class, which yes. means like nothing. There's no meaning associated with any of this. Time means nothing now. But in, so instead, Cassie to- tells her that she will have to have her midterm on Tuesday at six a.m. Which well, except like. Later in the episode, Cassandra's like, so when's your callback? And yes. she's like, See, next week. That, that's the part <laughs> I'm talking about. They literally, they imply in the scene that her callback is this week. Is this week. Yes. Um, but instead of, uh, so Rachel has to do her dance midterm tomorrow morning, yes. 6 a.m. It has to be like a Balanchine solo, which is going to be, it's, it's the most Hard ballet routine ever. Yes. According to Miss July, quote, hardest ballet routine oh. ever. Yes. Yes. And she's like, it is the hardest ballet routine uh, probably ever. And you have the puffiest morning face known to humankind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I loved this scene so much. Well, and as she says that thing about puffy faces, she's like rubbing Rachel's shoulders. Like, it's yes. so good. It's so it is, good. Okay. I don't. I don't want to get blue, but it's so sexually oh, charged. No, it's, like, come on. It's very sexual. Like, this whole episode, <laughs> all of their interactions are so sexual. And I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the cane, Sam. The cane. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's move forward. Uh, Mike intros Jake to the New Directions in the next scene uh, as like, here's your next biggest star. Yes. And then Jake comes down there and they dance together to I Wish. Jake sings for it and it's great. I love it. Uh, I thought it was really good. The dancing is really impeccable. I thought it was cool to see like the difference in their styles a little bit. Like Mike was definitely a little bit more fluid while Jake's definitely more of a controlled dancer. Uh, And the part that really like sort of, I don't know, there's... There's a moment where we see Will's, like, astonished face. Yes. And I was like, of course you're astonished because you have, like, harbor some secret racism. And (laughs) you are just, like, such a garbage human. You weren't here for Guilty Pleasures Week because you're a bad teacher. Yes. (laughs) Well, that was, yeah, uh, when, when they did that surprise face, I was like, oh, that does make sense that Will wouldn't know that one of his students is incredibly talented because he hasn't been here for the though, whole fucking even year. Even though Jake tap danced for Stomp. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't necessarily see Will there. Like, I don't know. True. It, but I agree. I saw the clip, or I saw the little shot, and I was like, fuck you, Will. Just get it in there while I still can. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the number's great. The I, I also really Ooh. like it. It's just... Yeah. There's a part where they, there's like an energy exchange yes. between <laughs> Mike and um, 
and Jake. You know what I'm talking about, yes. right? There's like a ball of energy that they throw back and forth for a few moves. I fucking loved that. Yes. Uh, and then I have, where is Mercedes? Because that is what is brought up at the yes. end. Yeah, Mike um, turns to Kurt like, and he's like, I wish Mercedes was here to see it. Where is she? And it's like, okay, here we go. Then we go to where Mercedes is. She's in the auditorium. She's having a phone call with someone that um, seems a little like angry. Yeah. Like, what? what's going on? And then we have some flashbacks uh, as she tells Mike and Kurt who arrive what is going on? We see a flashback to her um, in the studio with her producer and a photo shoot with the same producer. Uh, she's like, yeah, I loved him in the studio. He was really, he praised me a lot. And we see that happen. And then he, and then she's like, but everything changed at the photo shoot. And then we see the photo yes. shoot uh, where she's wearing like a sparkly gown and has a shawl. And he's like, can you take that shawl down a tad, love? Yeah, he, he's, he's British, British also, yes. <laughs> No, well, yeah, he and he's like lean forward a little more, and she's like, "I'm not comfortable with that, um, so I'm not gonna do that." And he's like, "Because Mercedes is into modesty, yes. if you can recall." Yes. Uh, and then it, yeah. he ends up being like, "Fine, we'll do it your way," and then they do it. But apparently, the phone call that she just got off of was um, with him. He's saying that they are gonna take her album off of the like release schedule unless she agrees to do another photo shoot that's more scandalous or but they're also willing to just replace her on the front of the album uh and both mike and kurt are like oh hell right uh hell to the no excuse me gotta get that branding (laughs) uh and uh they're both really supportive i love that uh they're just the love yeah i mean there so then mercedes goes into like a weird like a bit of a like diatribe about how society is very image focused and mm. she'll always be expected to like look like Beyonce, but she doesn't and she doesn't want to have to look like Beyonce and like, okay. Um, the, the main thing here that I have is that like this whole situation is just super weird. Again, like you're saying with like the college stuff where they're like, Oh, they went to college, but we want them back. So we have to kind of like write weird things to make them come back. Like, with Mercedes, it's like, oh, she got a record deal right out of high school, which is already weird anyway. But then, like, it's obviously a weird situation. And, like, I just, I don't know. Also, to me, like, the whole, like, Mercedes and modesty thing has always come off as a little fat shame yeah. to me. And, like, fat phobic. Uh, I don't know if that's just, like, me adding some extra baggage that was not intended, <laughs> but that definitely is how it comes yeah. off. Um, but so... To me. Yeah, so she... the the This is one of the moments where it's, like... She doesn't come to any sort of, like, finality about what she's going to do. She's like, oh, I'm just going to go talk to my mom about yeah. it. Ah. But in... The next scene in, is... Oh, I was going to say, in typical Kurt fashion, he tries to tell her how she should... <laughs> what she should do Um, so he does do that (laughs) Uh, the next scene is at artie's house Mm -hmm. we find out that artie's mom is katie seagal which is great she plays literally everyone's mom ever (laughs) uh you know who she is if like she's she's been in everything and she's amazing here too i think she plays you know, a good mom because she's, that is, she's typecast. Yeah, I mean, she uh, plays a good mom. And... It's a shame that she has a monster for a son. And that is not an ableist thing. <laughs> it's because he's a racist pile of trash. Like, don't True. at me. Um, so 
Kitty, um, Kitty is here. Like she's just sitting in uh, Artie's living yes. room when he comes home, talking to his mom. Yes. Because guess what? She outed him there too, and uh, then. We we have a little bit more wonderful glee music in this scene too. Just wanted to point that out. Nice art, nice artistic choice. Winday, <laughs> that's the director. Yep. Uh, so it's clear Artie was using Nancy as an excuse to be afraid. Yes. Duh. Uh, and Nancy is an A plus mom because she's like, get the fuck out of my house, Artie. Okay? Well, no, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. What happens here is that <laughs> she like she's like. Artie, what like why would you say that about me? Like, what's going on? And Artie's like, well, I'm just, I, I'm scared about leaving you because you're, you've decided to dedicate your whole life to like catering to my every need. And if I leave, then what are well, you gonna do? Like, I'm a selfish piece of garbage. Parent. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> if you're gonna be a parent, I think there is like you, you brought a non-consenting. <laughs> being into existence sure. i think you do have a certain obligation to like dedicate some parts of your of your life to that being but yeah Artie is selfish well, the, the, the um, best part is he has a line where he's like i just i didn't want to like it felt selfish for me to go to new york and like live my life instead of taking up your think- resources and continuing to annoy you because i'm obviously a fucking well, awful person like I think there is, like, some legitimacy to Artie's fear because, like, inaccessibility exists. Right. So, um, there is that. But the storyline's over now. Katie Seagal was supportive. But she... Artie's going to yeah, New York. Yeah, she, she's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I love that. So, the next scene is Cassie and Rachel at 6 a.m.? Question <laughs> mark. Yes. Um whatever rachel is in her dance attire which just means she's in all black right and uh the room is full of supportive extras when she enters in except cassandra's like you're going to be performing your midterm in front of them uh and i want to point out that rachel is not wearing ballet shoes um (laughs) she is wearing like character dance shoes which does not make sense if you're going to be performing a balanchine solo but whatever um and uh, I I have in my notes here, Cassie casually dominates here. Well, yeah, it's great because as they're like go, because we see them walking down the hallway to the room, and Cassandra is just goading the shit out of Rachel. She's like, oh, "You're gonna it. fuck up so hard. I'm so excited to expel you for doing the worst that I anyone can't is." Wait to watch you fail. <laughs> I can't wait to get you out of Niata and not in my life anymore. She specifically has a line where she's like, "I know you're gonna trip up during. I know you're gonna fuck up during this. Just try to make it funny at least." Like. <laughs> So good. <laughs> yes, Cassandra July. Uh, and then, oh, guess what? Everyone's surprise supportive. They pull out posters. <laughs> and <Yes. laughs> then they all sing uptight. Everything's um, all right. Yeah. But but Rachel doesn't sing. She just sort of. Like, she mouths. This, yeah. this is Rachel's dance midterm. She does not dance with anyone. Well, um, there, there's some choreography where like. I'm just saying, like, the song would be better and more visually interesting if Rachel did the dance. Like, I get that story-wise. Like, oh, Rachel didn't learn it because it was a surprise. I'm like, this is a TV show, a musical TV show. Have Rachel do the dance with them, please. Yes, also because 
Okay. Again, it's supposed to be her like midterm or whatever. And like we've Right? We right? find out that this is like some weird like ritual from Niata where they like do this for everyone who gets a call back for a Broadway show or something. I fucking hate Niata, honestly. <laughs> yes. Like Agreed. I wish I would like it better if Glee had um, you know, more like external like connected media if we could read like the niata blogs sure yeah you know, okay yeah to, to to go along with the show like as supplemental material i'm not, I'm not putting um, that much effort the- who are we kidding <laughs> yeah nobody would okay the next scene is um mercedes talking to new directions about industry truth and how she is no longer uh working with that label and has to sell this her cds out of her car uh and how the industry is tough how, uh, i thought it was how did she interesting yeah. she got to keep all of her ip right like like they recorded it in a big fancy con- studio like well her contract must have been like really favoring mercedes's rights which is i'm down for that, that like more power to the artist that feels unrealistic there is a bit where she's getting yes. off the like earlier when she was angrily getting off the phone she claims that her uncle is a lawyer so like maybe that was part of yeah. it but like i don't know it, it's nice i guess because then she gets to make this speech about how you know sometimes in life you get to choose between you have to choose between doing it the easy way and doing it the right way and she gets to do it the right way and it's like yeah because she's gonna have the higher ground, oh says Will as he steals her moment. Yes. Uh, and then Unique sings the song. It's really good. Uh, Mercedes um, sings the song. I said I said Unique because I'm looking at my notes where I wrote Unique is me. Oh, okay, sure. There's there's a moment where Unique is like, "This is happening," <laughs> and I was like, "Me." Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if Unique did sing the song because, like. What if they sang it together? Like, honestly, part of it is, like, it's nice that Mercedes gets to sing a song. That's great. But, like... Are you saying this is, like, too obvious? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? No, it's more that, like, I am still upset that Unique does not get enough plot lines and enough songs. So, like, like, I wish Unique was singing this song because Unique doesn't get to sing any of the other songs, like... Instead, we had a white girl sing Sign Seal Delivered, and we had, you know, I mean... Marley sing that verse of Superstitious, which it's like, why? Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things where I'm like... Uh, like, Mercedes touting Marley as, like, their hidden gem in the Glee yeah. Club? Like, what? Yeah. Um, because it's a lie. Well... It's a lie. It's It's a lie because Ryan Murphy is racist and doesn't see, like, a point to having the, like, new lead vocalist be, like, a trans black woman. He's like, oh, no, I'll have her in the show um, because my show is, like, trying to make, you know, socially aware points. um, So I'll keep her around for that. But uh, does she deserve any, like, accolades? No, no. You know what? Instead, I'm going to dead name her all the time and use the wrong pronouns um, as a point to show that other characters are shitty. Well, and it's interesting thinking about it because supposedly <sighs> last year, Unique led Vocal Adrenaline to yes. Nationals. Yes. And like, yes. Now, like it, I just, it's so bizarre that like you, you wouldn't have the person who led Vocal Adrenaline to Nationals as one of your star <sighs> members. Like... It 
infuriates she's, me. She's famous on like a national level. She, she was like featured on a magazine cover. Like that's a that's a way to be a shoe in for nationals is to have a famous person. Like whatever. I just anyway. It's the it's the wildest thing. Um, Marley is Marley is growing progressively more milk toast. <laughs> <laughs> and more and more boring. Yeah. Like the more they include her, the more I find her boring. <laughs> yes, but so during this specific number, um there's a lot of shots of Kitty being like not involved. <laughs> yeah, she's got a stink face. But she kind of real stinky. She kind of warms up during the number, which again, I don't really like this, but it's fine. Um that's the point. We're, we we see character growth throughout small snippets of white people's faces. Sure. Um, um, rather than watching the actual performance. Which, this happens all yeah, the time. There's also a moment where Sam gets up and starts to do body rolls, and I was just like, oh, oh. no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yikes. Those body rolls, man. Uh, there is some... Okay, first off, Mike is wearing the douchiest snapback I have ever seen. <laughs> it is backwards. And Kurt, like, puts on her jacket. Like, she throws it off in, like, a fit of you know, demoness and Kurt is like, Oh, let me just put this on. It's weird. Um, and there's a cut inconsistency where there's a point where Mike stands to like twirl her. And in the next cut, he's sitting (laughs) and in the next cut, he's standing again. So (sighs) Glee, what the fuck? Um, that's not surprising. And then at the end of the scene, Mike and Mercedes hug and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I loved it. Yes. It is Mike Sadie's. Mike Sadie's forever. Um, so let's move on to the next scene. So Blaine has called Bert to the dark auditorium <laughs> back room. Like, the fuck For, are we? Um, it's very weird. It's like that sort of liminal space in the auditorium where like everything is like not lit very well. So maybe they're on stage. Maybe they're in the back. It's the it's the extra space in the auditorium that doesn't exist in real <laughs> yeah. space. It just kind of is there. Um, but see, so he's called Bert here. Um, he's give he's giving Bert a little rainbow pin to remind us that Bert is a senator who supports gay marriage. But it is in a very fancy box. Yes, uh, which is some like visual kind of like trickery. Yes. Um, well, I mean, yes, because it looks like a ring box. I'm sure they used yes. it. They had to use that in the promo, right? Maybe. Like, look at look at Blaine with this ring box. What's going on? Yes. Uh, and Blaine. <laughs> okay, listen here. <laughs> so, so first off, Bert is like, "Yeah, I'm on the right side of history, even though my fellow Congress people don't support gay rights." And it's like, "Yeah, hell yeah, Bert." Yes. Um, also, like weird, <laughs> weird, like blast from the right past. exactly and then blaine blaine asks for kurt's hand yes oh this happens everyone this is happening <laughs> like seriously watching the episode just like what the <laughs> fuck did he just say like <laughs> like how did we get here <laughs> yes because as you'll recall they're not together like no they are staunchly not together uh like the closest they've been is like a booty yes. call during a wedding. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. ooh. and then they like stare at each other in the three-way mirror that exists in this yes. space. Uh, and Bert is not having no. this. He's like, he's super doesn't approve. He's like, didn't you learn anything from Finn and Rachel? And Blaine's like, 
I am living basically Rachel Berry's life, but I am not Rachel yeah, Berry. He's like, he's like, we're different. <laughs> we're completely different. Um, the, the nice thing that I felt about... Did you see how many clubs I lead? Did you see how I shaved off 15 minutes from my 15 seconds from my daily routine? I'm not Rachel Berry. Well, and the, the, the nice, the thing about it in like rewatching it also was I also like, when I first watched it, I got the distinct impression that Bert is like, oh, hell no. But rewatching it, Bert's yeah. actually very like controlled and very good it's, at like talking yeah. people down and being like, okay, let, let's. Bert always yeah. is, though. Like, he's like, let's have a real talk. Let's sit on these stools and talk for a yes. second. Because he doesn't, like, disapprove of, like, Blaine and Kurt's relationship. No. He disapproves of, like, the idea of getting married when you're 18. Yes. Like, he's like, hey, listen, that's a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is uh, the way to frame it, I think. And I always love Bert. Yeah. Like, no, no kidding. He very, he very rarely does anything terrible. Yes. Um, um, the the fun part is Blaine has a yeah. moment where he's like, "You don't know what it's like to have legal have marriage be legalized for you." And then Blaine and then Bert's like, "Um, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about you getting yep. married at eighteen, which is not what you think it is. Like, yeah. Yes. So, uh." Yeah. Uh, also, um, this thought just occurred to me. Do you think Blaine is going to have like a Rachel Berry style glow up when he moves to oh New my York God. where he just wears all black and, and, gets, and gets bangs? Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I I long for Blaine to have a hair glow up so that um, he doesn't just have hair gel plastered. Oh, Maggie. Maggie, I, I misheard you. It's, I, thought you, you I thought you said... Do you think it's still glue? Well, I was going to say... I. I you're talking about a makeover, right? His New York makeover. Mm. When he when he starts wearing, like, eyeshadow. And suddenly we were like, oh, he's beautiful. He took the glasses off. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I hope that, <laughs> that Blaine's, when Blaine moves to New York, <laughs> he's just gonna, like, start wearing all black. Yeah. He he won't wear the the pants that show his off his ankles anymore. He'll stop wearing the like Brooks Brothers for boys. I mean, I love the look, <laughs> um, but I hope that's what happens because I just want to show like how Ryan Murphy can only write like three characters at sure, once. Sure, yeah. And how Blaine is Rachel again? Well, and I mean, honestly, I don't expect the show to get that far. If we're gonna be quite honest, like oh. I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna see Blaine get to New York. Um, but do you think? Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, is he never going to graduate? What are you saying? Maybe like they're they're trying to get to regionals right now, and it's yeah, the end of right. season four. Like at this pace, we're not even going to get to fi- like like you're saying, we're not even get to graduation by the end of season five. We're going to get there by season six, <laughs> and it'll be like oh, the big finale, and thank God it's over. Like you know, anyway, that's my hope. That's the dream that I have at night. Um. So then we cut to well, I I had a note here that um, Darren Chris is a good eye roller because there's a moment where Bert is yeah. like it's gonna be fine, and then <laughs> then he Blaine rolls his eyes out of his fucking head and is like, yeah, he rolls his eyes with his whole body, <laughs> so good, and then he's like, well, how could you even know that? Um, and it's like, how could you know that? I'm a petulant child. How could you know that person who has survived cancer and uh, being in a coma and, you know, has found a second marriage? Like, <laughs> fuck you, Blaine. You child. Okay. But it, the conversation ends on a positive yeah. note where Blaine is just like, maybe you have a yes, point. Yeah. <laughs> so the next scene 
opens on Mercedes' mouth. <laughs> uh, and then we zoom out from Matt as she's singing a note. Um, and then New Directions recaps all the stuff that she taught yes. them without us seeing yes. it. <laughs> well done, Glee. Very sneaky. And uh, then Artie invites them passionately to the auditorium at 4.30 p.m. And this is a useless scene that didn't need to well, be here. Especially because... I'm, and this is like this just reignited the flame of hatred for Artie in my heart because his like the affectation he puts on when he's talking to people is just so like I don't know I just get so angry about the fact that there are black people on the show and they have yeah. Artie be like I a, mean like, like Artie has like co opted like AAV like slang yeah. and shit like that that is obvious right. we've talked about it before it's like categorically racist yes. he's more racist when he talks to black right. people <laughs> like it's just wow yeah. i just i just he makes me so angry and like ugh. yeah whatever let's move yeah. forward uh so <laughs> so rachel presents cassandra july with a cane yes. from from the movie fame but that's just an excuse yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. This this whole scene is so sexual. Like, please beat me with this, ma'am. Like, come on. It's great because Rachel, she gives her the cow, the cowering little sub presenting a wrapped cane. Come on, gives her the cane, and then Cassandra July is like, oh. Thanks, I guess. And then Rachel's like, it's not just the cane. It's also to thank you for all of this year. Or she's like, it's not just for the dance thingy yesterday. It's also for the whole year. And Kathy's like, because I busted your ass all year? And I'm like, that's a choice of words for this specific circumstance. And, and Rachel's like, I loved it <laughs> more. And then um, then Cassandra is just like, I believe in you. You're going to do amazing yeah, like, at this. Uh, callback yeah she has like a whole speech about how she was she always thought rachel was special or something the whole time like of course yeah um but there's also this is also where the time fuckery happens where it's like when's your callback oh it's next week what like okay um okay i have to ask the audience if you have the fan fiction (laughs) that that follows this scene please please send it to snmhakely at gmail.com Please do that for me. Here's the other thing, too, is there's a moment where Rachel's like, and the Brody thing, and Cassandra's like, well, it's because he had abs. And Rachel's like, he was hot. Rachel's like, but your abs are way better than his. And I was like, oh my God. Rachel Berry, your gay ass needs to just face the facts. (laughs) Yeah. um, they, They hug at the end, which I was like, yeah, I mean, that's how this scene ends, but I agree with Maggie. If you know how the scene that's, actually ends, there's more. hit us up. Yeah. Um, so, to end, <laughs> to end this episode, though, we go back to the... Well, before we get to the auditorium, Blaine has a moment where I guess we think... <laughs> why, are they, why, are, why are Blaine and Kurt just walking through the hallway in different outfits than they were wearing I, in like the last scene that they were in together? Like, what is going on? Why is Kurt here? Are they going to glee practice? Like, is Kurt just, like, walking Blaine from class to class throughout the day? What? Yeah. Um, I mean... It's weird. And then Blaine is like, listen, let's pause right here for a second. I have a question. And Kurt's just like, yeah? Um, And Blaine's like, could you? 
stick around for regionals, uh, which so I made it. I made it a lot more high pitched in my retelling. But, but honestly, uh, it's but that's very the vibe. yeah. Like, it, it, I think this must have been the promotional materials too. Like with like the ring box shot, mm-hmm. maybe because it definitely has that vibe. They know the clean stands. Were, they know the clean stands were. Yes. It. They're just like, let's fucking play into their hands. Let's see if we can get some more viewers back. <laughs> yeah. Well, they know. It would have worked on me. It, that's the thing. The, here's um, the thing about it for me. Yeah. I actually don't want them to get back together. Blaine is a trash person. Like, um, I definitely want them to get back together. Um, because they're both trash. Sure. Well, that's a good and... point. Kurt isn't great either. But especially at this point, like with this plotline that they've made, it really feels like Blaine just wants to marry Kurt to make a social statement. Like, yeah, he really does. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, it's sort of preposterous that Blaine as a person would be proposing to Kurt in like a McKinley hallway. Yes. yes. Like, it, bitch, you know, you know, they're going to Dalton to the staircase where they met for the first time. Come well, on. I was going to say, you know, it's going to be in the bowels of hell, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Literally Dalton. <laughs> Love it. Love but it. yeah. So, um, then they, they go to the auditorium where the number... For once in my life begins with Artie on lead. Um, there's a really nice yellow and orange like scheme to yeah. all of the outfits. Very like Partridge Family yeah. kind of like '60s sort of vibe. Everyone is wearing cult <laughs> outfits, but instead of white, they're Which orange. Honestly, does and make yellow. them feel less culty. Um. Yeah, but I mean, they're still bright and happy like a bunch of cult members. <laughs> I don't know why. I, like maybe it's just because they're standing in rows this time. And I haven't gotten the cult vibe from New Directions for a little while. Um, but it's definitely pretty culty today. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, and, uh, isn't, that, lots of isn't that how a good show choir should make you feel, though? Like yeah. they're all in a cult? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. That's why I loved that um, that uh, one group that sang Coming Around the Oh, mountain. sure. Right. Yeah. The, the Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. The number is fine. Artie leads, which is fine. Um, not terrible, but like... <sighs> I mean, again, it's a classic end of the episode number for season yeah. four. And the mic stand choreography is really yeah. fun. And everyone joins in. It's very fun. Uh, and now we're going to do the podcast yeah. business. For once in my life, it's time to talk about the podcast business. S- signed, sealed, delivered. It's the podcast business. But, but it's, it's a metaphor. metaphor. And, and metaphors, metaphors are, important. are important. Gold stars are important. <laughs> Because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for, for me being a star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here Oof. we go. Oof, that was both of those red. Okay. <laughs> so now we're in the podcast business and we're going to discuss gold stars first. That's where much like Rachel Berry, we bestow a gold star upon a character that we believe really shown yes. uh, during the episode. I am going to be awarding mine half to Mercedes and half to Cassandra. Oh, nice. Yeah. um, I like those. I like both of those picks. Um, They're both great characters. Um, And I was originally just going to give it to Mercedes, but talking to you about Cassandra July, I was like, no, she's got to have something. (laughs) It's fair. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. Like just there's so much there's so much packed into those scenes and she's so good yeah. like the character is so, she's so good. good yeah um it's not just the abs no obviously not it's <laughs> definitely the like like super mean 
added like i have a real apparently both of us have like a real mommy issue where we really want this woman to, to berate us like <laughs> so real anyway okay continue yes what are your gold stars? Um, i'm just gonna give one gold star here it's going to kitty again i hate myself mm. a little bit but i really love in this episode that she decides to help someone by sharing their secret with Bye. everyone and also telling their mom <laughs> she's like <laughs> tattling <laughs> You want to give? You're giving a gold star. For yes, and like, honestly, like, I I don't know. Again, I already ran about this earlier, and like, it sucks that Kitty is such a vile person. But like, sometimes, yeah. like she, and it comes up in this fucking episode. Just like some weeks I'm sour, and some weeks I'm sweet, and I'm like, yeah, the weeks that you're sweet, it's actually kind of nice because you're kind of nice to people. Like, <laughs> but yeah, and. Okay, I made a joke about how it's like, oh, she's a chaos goddess or whatever, but it's really just like the bad yes. writing. <laughs> Kitty is not consistent because the writers yes. are bad. Because one writer was like, well, we need to have Sue 3.0 that just literally spouts bullshit. We need bullshit. to have Quinn, but more racist. Yes. And then one of the others was like, why don't we just have a character that's actually good? Like, you know, <laughs> like she can have some quirks and be kind of mean, but like we can just change her kind of like with a Santana. Like she'll grow over time. And they're like, fuck that. We're going to have her say really racist shit all the time. And it's like, oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Now we're going to do best number. Yes. So they're all Stevie Wonder yep. numbers. Um, so it's it's hard to like choose one that's like worse than the others. But <laughs> well, Maggie, luckily we're not doing and, that. That's me. We're not. I, what I'm saying is that they're all really good. I yes. like them all. Uh, first, we start with sign, sealed, mm-hmm. delivered. Then, turning the page. Uh, superstitious. Mm-hmm. You're the sunshine in my life. I wish. Uh, which is like the the days song. That's how I really remember it. Not sure. by that title. Then, uptight. Everything is all right. Higher ground. And for once in my yep. life. There they are. Yep. They're, they are good. I'm going to yeah. choose I Wish. Yeah, I'm also choosing I Wish. So, yeah. Um, on, no discussion I needed. I mean, uh, just to, to clarify a little bit, the reason I did it, one, the footwork's amazing. Two, Jake sounds the best he's ever yeah. sounded. Three, um, yep. when you're doing a Stevie Wonder tribute, it's nice to have some black people singing Stevie Wonder songs, and this yes. is one of the two that that happens. Yep. And the other one is also very good. Yep. I just really enjoy this one because it has very... Like, this is one of the numbers that I actually watched during this episode, <laughs> as opposed to, like... Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. For real. Instead of, like, browsing yes. my phone. So, it's it's really good. So... Yeah. And I, I want to make a point. I did watch them, like, on my first right. viewing. No, yeah. It was when I was taking notes that I was like, okay, I can just, yeah, like, which, look on we- Wikipedia. Yeah, let me pull back the curtain here. I can re- I yeah. can read about Katie Seagal on Wikipedia. <laughs> let me pull back the curtain here. Than- After I've watched it the first time, like, I watch it the first time. After that, like, I've yeah. seen the numbers. Like, I know what's going on, especially for the ones where they just stand yep. there. So, like, anyway, yeah. So <laughs> Higher ground is, is good, though. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, all the numbers are good. Just a point. Like, there's not a number that's they bad really in this episode, which is really nice. It's a really nice pace to be at. <laughs> and now we're going to do the slushies, yes. 
which is where we take a page out of the Glee Bullies book and slushy the episode itself. Uh, more slushies means that it did worse, obviously, because being slushied is an extremely negative experience, we are led to believe. Yes. So I'm going to slush the episode once um, just for like some minor problems that I had, um, you know, about like the Artie and Kitty stuff is like slightly interesting, I guess, but hmm. eh. and really the unique, like the fact that unique is not featured in this episode just pissed me <laughs> off throughout. Yes. Yep. And... The last problem I had was, like, not addressing Finn's absence. Mm, sure. Um, because it just feels, like, such, like, so obvious. Yeah. Especially as, uh, at, at certain yeah, points. Especially when they're all at the doctor's office. Like, Carol is there. Yeah. There is no reason that Finn wouldn't be there besides, and, like, the actual reason that they couldn't Bert, give us. So. Yeah, and Bert is like, I love these people. You're my family. Yes. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know if, like, Glee could have really dealt with, um, like, I don't know. I think it's respectful to not have Finn go through the same, yeah. uh, like, problems oh. that Corey was dealing Absolutely. with. Um, but it's just, like, so lazy. Yeah. To not explain what's going on there because Glee is so fucking explanatory about everything else. Yeah, in other exactly. Regards. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. Um, yeah, I'm also giving it one out of five slushies. Um, for similar reasons, but funny enough, like the plot. Like I like the Kitty Artie plot line. Like I said, for the platonicness of it. Um, but also, yeah. but the issue, the plot line that I had an issue with was actually more of the um, uh, the Kurt one. Just because Kurt's oh, sure. plotline is weird, and also like Blaine is so like <laughs> he's so possessive yeah. in this yeah. episode, like the even like the dirty cute stuff, and like being like I'm here to support yes. you, like yeah, <laughs> and um like the thirstiness yes. <laughs> overall, and then asking for his literal right, hand. yeah, it's so weird, it's a, it's yes, a lot. um, but like in general, yeah, <laughs> it's a, go go for it. It's not like it's extra of this character. It's more of like it's like what the fuck is going exactly. on? Exactly. Like like most glee issues. It's not like I could reasonably assume this character would actually do this. It's like what the fuck is happening? This is not like, But yeah. Um but yeah. overall this episode is actually pretty good cuz when I finished I was like, yeah. "Hey, the music was really good this episode." And like no no one yes. did anything that was so offensive that I had to stop watching for a bit, which is really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it in general. Just it's not worthy of zero slushies because there were still problems. So sorry, Glee. So the next episode that we're going to watch is the last episode of season yes. four. Uh, seems pretty momentous. We're going to have a special yes. guest on the episode and it is regional. Yes. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's regionals. I haven't watched it yet. No. Have you? I'm very excited to watch it, though. Well, it, it should be very exciting. I'm looking forward to actually having some uh, physical time progression yes. in the show. Yes. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited yeah, I'm, to see if we can finally end the writer plot line, because hopefully that means he'll be on the way out. Oh, yes. Um, 
the catfishing. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, I'm assuming uh, Rachel's callback is going to be part of it too. So guess we're going to see. Um, yeah. But I'm actually, yeah, I'm fairly excited. We're almost done with season four. It is almost too much to believe at this point because man, we're, <laughs> it feels, it feels like we're so close and yet still so very far. We're deep in yeah. the paint. We're deep in it now. Yes. Uh, and if you were, if you've listened to Sam and Maggie Hakley for a while, you know that after the end of each season, we do like a recap episode. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be doing that two weeks yes. from now. That's what will yep. be happening. Um, and if you want to, let, let me get it out there yes. now. If you have things that you want us to discuss in that, uh, like recap episode of the season, email them to us now at snmhakeley at gmail.com. You can also like tweet yeah. us smaller things. You can also like send us like a tweet chain yes. or whatever. I listen. I don't know how Twitter yeah. works. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. If, if you, you have, want to. Multi- like a multiple tweet yeah. thing? Yeah. If you want to ensure that whatever you want us to talk about ends up on the episode, you should email us. But if you don't care that much, you can tweet us because that is... I, I am very <laughs> bad at Twitter. Um, But... I'm bad at Twitter also because Twitter is toxic and yeah. um, ContraPoints in her TED Talk said to not... Yeah, well... Not go yeah, on Twitter. So, but so that's I at SNM Hakely. And like we do, you know, I try to keep an eye on it and hopefully, you know... I haven't missed anything. But anyway, let us know about stuff for the finale episode. If you want to, if you want us to talk about anything, if you have your thoughts about who you think the best um, performers, the best performance is, the best episodes, all of that for season four, um, just hit us up and let us know. And we also have an Instagram at SNM Hate Glee, um, where you can see images of things. And then um, we also have a Patreon. <laughs> that is what Instagram yes. is for. We also have a Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash SNM Hate Glee or if you search Sam and Maggie Hate Glee, um, you'll find it. And we post bonus content there. Um, and as well as that, we also push the, most of the donations we get through Patreon to uh, special you know groups and funds and stuff to help the world in the way that Glee tried to. And right now we're still pushing money towards the Trans Law Center. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything cool. else. I think uh, all we have is that next week we're going to be back with season four, episode 22, All or Nothing. Big finale here. Um, mm. But uh, until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. Everybody clap. <laughs> Everybody clap. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,